And now, live from Pod Cabin in Burbank, California, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes your guests. He's a writer, comedian, and the world's premier pasta psychic. It's Josh Gondelman. And she's a writer, producer, and the world's premier Benefer psychic. It's Casey Samange. Chef Jeff is here to show you how to become a thousandaire, one long protracted small claims case at a time. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board, love bus. Say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little waffle cut French fries. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular delicious carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon. By Gabrielle Kirk. Yes, I am on Patreon. All sorts Patreon. of fun stuff there. Weekly bonus episodes of The Friend Zone, which I've been doing for years since I've been on Patreon for years, but it's only recently been titled The Friend Zone. Because I've noticed, you know, I got to up my brand and my marketing game. So that's what I'm doing. But if you become, uh, if you become a subscriber to my Patreon, then you have access to like all, all of the back catalog. It'll be so much content. You'll beg me to stop. Um, also there's a level where you can text me and I'll text you back. Zoom parties. This video that uh, of what we are recording right now, you can get access to that as well. So patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Uh, oh, and also you can submit carbohydrates that I will then call you. Uh, I am very, very excited for this episode. Am I bumped by the fact that one of the guests who I happen to be married to just got up and walked away? No, that's okay. Wendy had to be let out. Sorry about that. I'm trying to be stealthy, but you go and point it out. I am, you know, on Anchorman, how it's like, whatever's in the uh, teleprompter, he'll say it. I'm like that, but like whatever happens on the screen in front of me, I just have to call it out. Okay. Hello and welcome back to the show, Josh Gondelman. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. What a pleasure to be here. Very excited to catch up with you. The last time you were on, now you are in New York where it's three hours ahead. You fell asleep. You fell asleep beforehand while you were waiting for the I show did. to start. Yeah. <laughs> I fell asleep on the couch. I think my wife was like, I had gone out or was like doing, doing a quiet work project and I just crashed on the couch and it's probably 15 minutes late because I was just like, I, uh, was, I was useless and asleep. I apologize but, but, and I made it on time this time. I know. Look at that's what I was going to say. And I didn't bring it. I swear I did not bring it up in order to shame you. That was just a side effect. I don't need prompts to feel shame. That is a default state for me. So I'm happy to discuss it. And um, I appreciate your having me back despite my shameful behavior. (laughs) No, not shameful. I love when people fall asleep. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't fall asleep during the podcast this is so true or i didn't fall asleep while i was on the podcast i did fall asleep during the podcast but i had not joined yet have you noticed that i feel like most performers will say well maybe not most but oftentimes and and i'm one of these people performers will say like they don't get stage fright um they just 
Wait, hang on. Daniel, Daniel just wrote me a note. You know I have to call out what happens on the you're screen. So, this is like I was trying to slip you a note like a producer would. But you But what was the point of pause the show? What was the point of the note? I don't understand. We didn't sync. Oh the audio. Oh. I, well, I did think I shouldn't say anything because Jeff is capable of figuring it out, but D- yeah, Daniel said we didn't clap, just FYI. And I thought he was just letting everyone know that the clap that we heard was Jeff's <laughs> applause. Was can was canned sound. Yeah, it's real. There's a there's a bunch of people here. <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> there we go. Now we heard the clap. That's what we needed. Okay. So wow. Rowdy crowd. Um anyway. I have heard performers say they don't get stage fright. They just feel tired before they perform. Like that's how their nerves manifest. That's kind of how I am. Anyway, I think that's how you are too, Josh. That's what I've decided. That's it. That's how you know that I'm focused and in the zone is when I am just so zen that I fall asleep and I'm late to an engagement. That is like how you know (laughs) that you're going to get peak Gondelman performance (laughs) is when when I enter an REM state. Exactly. Well, so excited to have you here. Also, super excited to have repeat guest of the podcast and repeat Thursday guest, Casey St. Ange. Hello. Hello. So nice. Sure. I, I, uh, I love you. I love you too. Can um we spend the time that we would talk about me talk talking about Josh Gondelman? I, <laughs> I have a theory. Do we think that he was really asleep or that it was a PR move? Ooh. Oh my god, a stunt to fight mm-hmm. the rumor, the the vicious rumor online that Josh Gondelman loves cocaine. <laughs> I hadn't considered that, but that does seem like something he would do. It would be very devious of me to counter the vicious online rumors that I am a uh, habitual and ceaseless cocaine user. Who by started being that? Asleep. This was so it's Matt Koff. It's his bit. He for years at, at various intervals will just tweet like, should I try cocaine for the first time today? And then one day he tweeted it at me and people really latched onto it. And Paul F. Tompkins started a change.org petition to get me to do <laughs> cocaine, <laughs> which is and very you- funny. And we, and because people kind of got so engaged with this, like it got a thousand signatures right away. Paul <laughs> and I each made, uh, donations to the National Harm Reduction Coalition. Um, as like, uh, because to like kind of focus the attention in like a positive way to be helpful. Um, but it was very funny. And to this day, several people a day will respond to at least one tweet of mine with like, Oh yeah. Is that because you're on cocaine right now? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, it's like a whole thing that you just had nothing to do with. It's a whole thing. It happened without my, uh, assent. And, and it's, it's continuing. It's been, I've been tracking it. It's almost been a year of this bit happening. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was early September. I, I like looked it up the other day. 
Um, as well, happy cocaine anniversary. <laughs> is it the only good thing that's come out of the pandemic? It's funny because Josh was known for being like the nicest guy on the internet, someone who does these pep talks, and now he's just known for being the cocaine guy. A degenerate. I, uh, L- listen, cocaine and niceness aren't mutually exclu- no, exclusive. No, I don't, I don't think, think that's think. true. Like, I'm, I'm Maybe sure that's how he does it. Absolute charmers that are just blowing yeah. rails. Yeah. Everyone knows that cocaine makes you nicer. It makes you more social. For some people, mm. I think that's nicer, right? Who nobody, knows? Maybe. No, nobody who's not on cocaine has ever like offered to like help me start a fashion line before. <laughs> so that's pretty <laughs> sweet. So true. Daniel, hello and welcome to the show, even though you made your presence known before. Yeah, I was trying not to. I, didn't, I don't feel like I made my presence known so much as you made my presence known. Well, that's true. So guilty. But, uh, hello. Guilty as charged. Well, it's, it's wonderful to have you here, Daniel. And wonderful Jeff, hello. Filling in for Tony Thaxton is Chef Jeff, a.k.a. Colonel Jeff, a.k.a. Jeff Fox. Hello. Hello. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Now, oh, wait a minute. Crowd <laughs> favorite, as you can tell. All right. We have so much stuff to get to. I've got a list and everything. Um, I just want to start by taking a little poll. Uh, who besides Daniel and me has watched White Lotus? I have. I also I, have. I have not. All right. Everyone except Jeff. Um, so I want to just have a very quick discussion. It's a spoiler-free zone, so it's going to have to be vague. But I just want to say I enjoyed the season finale and the whole series so much. Um, I've been feeling like kind of on a high is too strong, but I just thought that that finale was so satisfying. <clears throat> I felt moved. I felt like it was transcendent. I felt like I was in the presence of art. Um, another finale that I thought was really satisfying, not as maybe artistic, but uh, still, like, I felt like that was, I just really like how that ended, was uh, Homeland. And I juxtapose this, say, to a finale that I just saw for the first time, very latecomer to it. I just finally finished Sopranos. And that finale, also, very good, but good on an intellectual level. Like, I did not, it did not feel good to my body, if you know mm. what I'm saying. It felt mm-hmm. like, what? Whereas this one, I don't know. I just, uh, to use a word the young people say, and also Eminem, I stand Mike White. What did you guys think? Is that what Eminem says? Yeah. Stan yeah. came from his song, Stan. Stan. Oh, it yeah. does? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the we young people that, know this. The the murder fan. Yeah. Um, but But I mean it in a positive way. Yes, that's how that's the that's the current colloquial use. Right. Yeah. It's not like you don't if you're like I stand Mike White. You're not like I want to put him in my trunk. <laughs> right. Yes. I don't right. want to. I'd like to put him on my podcast, and if it has to record in a trunk, fine. But I'm just saying in general. Yeah. I just I just thought it was so good. Without spoiling anything, what did you guys think? Josh, Casey? I'm going to call on oh, you. I thought I really liked it. I honestly. I thought the first few episodes were like a little 
slow and yes. I was really having trouble pinning down the worldview of the show, like of the world of the show. And, yes. but I was like, it's six episodes. I'll stick with it. I, I trust this vision and the performances were all great. Um, it was beautifully shot. And then when I got to the, um, finale, I, I really liked the finale. And then I thought my, my enjoyment of the show, because I had like some things about like, Oh, I have these questions about the show. Catherine Van Arendonk, who writes, who's a TV critic for Vulture, did an incredible interview with Mike yes. White that I feel like only enhanced my appreciation for the show and like his kind of, um, point of view on making the show. So I thought Same. that was like really cool. I thought he, she asked, she did not ask like softball questions. She asked really like incisive questions. And I thought he gave really thoughtful, reflective answers um and, and i great. liked that in that interview which i haven't much like sopranos for years i haven't finished it yet um but i liked that uh he didn't dodge questions no. and like be like i want you to figure out what you thought of it he like yep. you know said like which character basically was that he related to the most and which was sort of a surprise to me yeah um yeah. Yes. I should have added. I, I also found the first few episodes. I kept saying to Daniel, like, this better go somewhere. But then yes. it, by the end, it, I don't know. Like I said, I just felt like in the way that, like in the way that good art is more than the sum of its parts and like coalesces and makes you feel like changed afterwards. That's how I felt because of it. Oh, interesting. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It had a huge effect on you. It really, I really did. I really liked it. Like I'm a big, fan of vibes of tv shows like mm -hmm. i will i will watch a show just for how it looks i'll stick with it for two three years of not a great show just because it looks fantastic and wow it has like a certain aesthetic or like musically or whatever that's all really important to me and that was all incredibly well done so even if it hadn't been an engaging show uh I would have probably just watched it for for the aesthetic and the and the music and all of the art. Um I think it was interesting. I think that people had complicated feelings about it today uh at you know the fallout from the finale and I was sort of like, well, that's the point, right? That it's complicated. That it's like telling a story of mm -hmm. like whiteness versus people who are marginalized versus colonialism versus, you know, consumerism, just all of these, you know, all of these really, really interesting things that are interesting to think about. So it's weird. I saw people today a little bit upset about the way that things turned out. And I sort of was like, almost said, well, you know, when a show portrays things, it, they're not promoting those yeah. things. Mm -hmm. They're not, yeah. you know, they're not uh, holding it up as like a fine example of how to be. It's, it's dramatic and it's showing you, you know, and you're, and you're reaching the right conclusions. It's just weird that you're maybe mad at the show for that. Um, but. Yeah, I just really, I mean, Jennifer Coolidge was outstanding. She like in, she reinvented acting like comedic <laughs> acting i think in that show and natasha rothwell was outstanding Love natasha for sure outstanding and i was so happy to you know i'm always happy to see the guy that um went viral for the bad zoom audition yes <laughs> and yeah. i listen getting, getting his butt ate wait that's a spoiler cut that out <laughs> 
I feel like that doesn't give away too much. I think we I've, never, I've never watched a TV show and been like, oh, I know who gets their ass eaten. You know what? I might as well not watch. Yeah, I think that's a tease. I think we can leave that. They could have opened I, the whole series with that instead of what they did. You know, like, yeah. who's going to get their butt eaten? Yeah, true, the true, whole series right. Like, like Chekhov's butt. It's the, the new who done it. butt. Chekhov's butt. <laughs> the couple at the airport, like, hey, what a, you come from the White Lotus? I heard someone got their ass eaten there this yeah. week. And Jake Lacey's just like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah, and then it's like two weeks earlier. I owe Daniel an apology and okay, an acknowledgement that he was right and I was wrong. And this mm-hmm. does not happen often. It's been happening a lot more frequently. It's weird how it has been happening frequently. Mm-hmm. I mean, like twice, which feels frequent given my that. record of always being right. Wow. But are we you, were are watching. Are you guys okay? Nope. No. No. <laughs> I'm not okay with this this trend. I'm fine. Listen, the the student has become the master. We were watching say. the show, and Daniel's like, "Oh, is this the guy from the viral video where the director insulted his apartment?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Oh, I know who you mean, but no, that's not who this is." <gasps> Just I was so dismissive. so I was so oh. sure. Just, I mean, I don't want to say I looked down on Daniel for thinking that, but just, I was definitely like, no, that was a hundred percent a different guy. Because wow. I looked Same up guy. I looked up who played Dylan, and he was an American Vandal, and I was like, oh, that's why he looked familiar. Blah blah blah. And then slowly it dawned on me that I was wrong, wrong, wrong. And what an unusual mm. feeling. How do you guys all <laughs> deal with that when that happens to you? I don't have a lot of experience. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not. I Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> happen to me a lot. Daniel, how do you do it? Um, well, I'm forgetting more and more these days as you drink a little more of that humble milkshake that uh, you <laughs> served up for you. Where's the milkshake? It's humble <laughs> Humble milkshake is like when you're, if you have to, you w- should be eating humble pie, but your jaw is wired shut. Yeah, you yeah. got your teeth knocked out. <laughs> oh, just like that's um, why you're humble. You lost a big fight. <laughs> just like, uh, not from getting her teeth knocked out or anything, but what was her name on Real World LA? Tammy? She wired her jaw shut oh, to lose diet. weight. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord. Do you guys remember Oof. that? I, do remember. I remember that was a thing. I don't, I don't remember, remember her that. specifically. See, mm-hmm. I didn't remember that being a thing. I just remember her doing it. Like what? I mean, what an extreme way to diet A and B, you can just drink milkshakes. Yeah, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. My celebrity touchstone for jaw wired shot was the Kanye West song Through the Wire, which was which he recorded rapping while his jaw was wired shut from a car accident. And oh it was my gosh. It, it was released prior to, but it, I believe appeared on his first album, College Dropout. And uh so that's what I always go to when I think How does it sound? He it's a it's a little crunchier than usual, but he um but it still sounds like him. Very recognizable as as the Kanye West we we know and have some feelings towards. <laughs> So something came up on the last show that Josh was on. We were uh, going around. We were doing a quiz to see, and I forget why. Oh, and now I remember why. Why is not important. Uh, Each person was, we were guessing what each person's favorite pasta shape was. Right. And it turned out that Josh is really good at divining someone's favorite pasta shape. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think 
Oh, I like how wide your eyes are getting, Casey. Are you on board? Yeah. I think we should try to guess Casey's favorite pasta shape, okay. Jeff's favorite pasta, and Daniel, you weren't on that episode, were you? No. no. And Daniel's. We already did mine, and we already did Josh's. Mm-hmm. So let's. here's the question, though. Should we all try to guess, or just Josh, because... We he know a, he has a gift. We we he we know you have the gift. Let's let's let everyone guess. I don't want to exclude anybody. Okay. All right. Um, that doesn't seem like something that someone who who's on cocaine would say. I feel like um cocaine is is about reluctant sharing, not yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that was that was like um immediate sharing. Yeah. Okay. So Wait, Casey, one thing I'm sorry. One thing about the White Lotus was that I truly was watching the finale, and this is not a spoiler. But I was like, this ep- if this uh, series ended here, it's basically the miracle of Hanukkah, but with a tiny bag of ketamine lasting two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and I just kept also not a spoiler. I kept wondering like. If I saw a baggie of powder, and Josh will understand this, I would assume it's cocaine. Like, did everyone know that that was ketamine? Does ketamine come in a different kind of I'm bag? Sure it or has something? a smell or something. He was familiar. I was with. gonna say, um, do you guys know that like Tom Ford supposedly has like a cologne that smells like cocaine, and that's I didn't. why. Okay, I didn't know that either. And then people, I heard people talking about it and, you know, kind of chuckling about it. And I was like, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't even know what that smells like. No. I wasn't, Me so. neither. Doesn't it that have is, like a, doesn't cocaine smell sort of like gasoline? Like, isn't it? I truly oh, don't know. No, we're talking about ketamine. Know. Cocaine has, I've heard. You've heard. Yeah, it, that smells like band aids. It has like right. a metallic band aid smell. Huh. Okay. All right. So I don't, I'd assume that you'd, if, if you're familiar, and I think that, that that character was very familiar with many types of drugs. Right. I guess mm-hmm. maybe you'd just kind of know from the look well, of it. And he that's- also, that character was in a place where he was like, look, if there's a powder, it's going in my nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, he yeah. was crushing and snorting that or all too. He was not, right. I don't think he was in a great place um, yeah. mentally and emotionally. I think that's yeah. fair to say. Okay, Casey. Yes. Have you figured out what your favorite pasta shape is? Yeah. uh, Okay. Yeah. I feel confident that yes. Yes. So the way we did it last time, Jeff, do you have any, I know, do you have anything you could play to indicate we're doing a quiz about pasta? Okay, so more of a meal than a snack, but you get the general concept. I like it. I like it. Uh, so could you give us a hint, Casey? Um, but like a one that's not going to give it away. Um, could I give you a hint that is not going to give it away? Should okay. we just go com- go commando? Go let's like start. Give away start the and butt eating and white lotus. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so we're going to start without without a hint. Okay. Yeah. I, oh boy, oh boy. Um, I think of Casey as someone who has, like, she likes a show for vibes. Like she said, she has a strong aesthetic sense. 
She likes dress. She likes brutalism in her dressers. She loves prints. So what kind of pasta would this person like? I'm going to say Fusili. Great guess. Okay. Good guess. I feel feel like confident in it. I feel like Casey's a person who works hard, likes, like you were saying, prints kind of a, uh, like a maximalist aesthetic there. I'm going to go Bucatini. Oh, that's good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Daniel? Uh, you like shells. Ooh. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. We all zigged and he zagged. I respect I'm gonna that. I'm going to say, if she likes brutalism and maximism, <laughs> that's the thing. That's the aesthetic of Maxim Magazine. The only answer possible <laughs> is rigatoni. Oh my gosh, Jeff gets it. Rigatoni. Wow. Oh my I, god. I was gonna Josh, say there's some you have competition. I also yeah. want to say I to be specific, shells, I was like, oh, that's going to be like a close. I love anything that is ridged. Any type Ooh. of pasta that's mm. ridged. Okay. Just get that sauce in there. Okay. Yeah, because it gets the sauce in there and there's a really specific way to sauce your pasta. If you don't know how to do it, I'll, uh, maybe I'll do a tutorial on social media, Ooh. but there's yeah, a good way, know. a great way to sauce your pasta using a little bit of pasta water and et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, those ridges really hold the sauce, but also I just like ridges and everything. Like, like I have a ridged bedspread as Ooh. well, and I'm really into it. And I just admitted that to my husband the other day, and uh, he still stayed married to me. So that's nice. Do you yeah. like ruffles as a potato chip? <laughs> yes, I like anything that's bumpy mm. like that. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm like just like a like a bumpy texture. Do you love corduroy? Yes, I love corduroy. I, yeah, this is turning weird. <laughs> I don't think so. I think well, I think because a, she's a saying she a- likes. Things that are ribbed. Yeah, for m- her pleasure, yeah. Well, <laughs> You're know, for I her know, pleasure. I know, you I know, know, like corduroy and ruffles. <laughs> Imagine if ruffles potato chip said ribbed for her pleasure. On the- You'd be like, You're a pervert, Mr. Ruffle or Mrs. Ruffle. <laughs> but yeah. They any- are a pervert. Anything, uh, any pasta that's ridged. If there are, are like ridged pastas that I'm not aware of, rigatoni, ziti, shells, please call them to my attention because I'd like to know about it. Okay. Jeff, we're now going to guess Jeff. Are we still going sans hint? I think so. Jeff got it without last time. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Oh boy. Okay. Um, I feel like Jeff, I feel like he, oh boy, it's hard because on the one hand, I feel like Jeff's like, um, could be like a meat and potatoes of the pasta world. But on the other hand, he loves Trader Joe's and Trader Joe's is not, they don't shy away from funky things. Boy, oh boy. I still feel like it's going to be something that's like straightforward. I'm going to go. You just, I'm going to go. You think I just like a pile of flour, right? That's what you Yes. <laughs> you just like I the raw dough. Yeah. Think I'm going to say penne. Mm. I, again, I don't feel confident in it. Okay. Casey. What's penne is that like ziti kind of? I mean, I guess I'm I guess it's not penne then. Yeah. It's, it's like, like little little ziti with like a beveled ends. Mm. Yeah. And and sometimes they're unrigid, right? Sometimes, that- yeah, but that's the inferior type of penne. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Smooth penne. Okay, in what do Trent, you think, In Casey? Trenton, we call them pencil points. <laughs> it's true. Um, what do I think? I mean, 
are we do we ever guess stuffed pastas sure oh we we haven't in the past but there's no rules here i feel like i don't know jeff well but i just feel like a ravioli like a couple ravioli <sighs> nice a great guess josh i'm gonna go fettuccine Ooh, mm-hmm. solid daniel I think he likes uh, alphabet <laughs> pasta of soup fame. Mm-hmm. We yeah, just anything that is in the shape of letter, any kind of pasta that's in the shape of letters, big or small. He is a spelling bee champ. That is true. Wow! 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 All right, who got it right? Does Franco American canned spaghetti count as a type? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like rings. O's. 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 Oh, wait, no, oh, Franco American. No, the old timey one where oh, it's just the spaghetti. spaghetti in a can. Yeah. No, but that's yeah. not it. It is rotini. Ooh, I almost oh. guessed rotini. Oh. I is that wheels? No, rotini. No, it's like, no, that's it's the like a little spiral. Yeah, yeah. Spiral oh, yes. Those I always get rotini and fusilli confused. Yeah, those and Rigatoni and ZD are a close second, but yeah, I like rotini. A lot of right. stabbable got, pastas. Yeah, it's yes. stabbable. Yes, it's dense. Uh, there's some meat and potatoes to it. It's kind of chewy, but it's not super chewy, and uh, hangs on to a lot of sauce. It's very versatile. Cute as yeah. hell. You can have it in a salad, or you can have it with marinara. Yeah, the, you can almost have like it. the crazy straw of pasta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, DQ, you're up. And you'd think I would know, given that you put a ring on it. But I don't even think I know your favorite pasta. So I guess I'm going to say... uh, And I feel like this is something... I've probably heard you talking about it before. I'm going to say... To be fair, you tune out 90% of what I say, so... And then 10%, you rarely mention your favorite pasta. (laughs) Right. Talk about it a lot. I do. You don't. I I would say you probably won't guess it, especially since it's changed recently. Oh Ooh. no! This is a, that seems unfair. This is huge. I know it does. I know you've changed, what Daniel. Listen, don't talk to me. Talk to the universe. I mean, lasagna is like one. Was, was your favorite? That dish, was but never I don't my think favorite was... pasta sh- uh, type. That's just oh. one of my favorite dishes. Oh wait, I feel mm-hmm. like nuance. Yeah, I feel like I should know. I feel like I have an un- I should have I should have an unfair advantage. A, a lasagna noodle outside the context of a lasagna is too much for me. It's too much. Yeah. Yes. If you were like, would you like a plate of lasagna noodles <laughs> with sauce and a little? Uh, Isn't that like Parmesan? kugel? Like you could chop it up and doesn't yeah, that have like a like a casserole like or something? Big noodles in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could kugelize it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm just going to say Bucatini. Mm-hmm. Okay. Casey? No, Jeff, sorry. I'm going around uh, based on where you're sitting on my screen. I will say Linguini. Solid Ooh. guess. Casey? Okay. Um, I'm going to... I feel like Daniel gave everyone kind of... um shapes that they that we liked in our youth mm. so i'm gonna say elbows oh mm. a classic elbows and josh i'm gonna go fusilli as a recent change to the new favorite Ooh. what is it it's daniel dinosaurs 
No. What? It's, <laughs> it's regular ass spaghetti. Oh wow. my god! I almost oh. guessed that. I almost guessed that, I, and then I, I got fancy. Wait, what it, made you change? And what it was, was it before? To be penne would probably okay. have been my favorite. Uh, but recently, I've been making more, like trying to make my own uh, sauce and just making. It. And you know what? Regular spaghetti is when done right. It's perfect. It's just like I like being able to, you know, twist it up and plate it. Love a twirl uh, in a nice like you know, bird's it. nest. Yes. Yeah, I like to the way you can eat it and spin it, and it's just you just I don't know. You can't improve on that. So this just you know sh- you know who else loved spaghetti? Hmm. Prince. That was his. That was oh, see one yet of his another favorite. thing we have in common. Yeah. Yeah, That's, he loved they named a, it after him. Yeah, <laughs> I often, I've often wondered if he loved spaghetti because of the Prince Spaghetti commercial. But he loved uh, a plate of spaghetti with a glass of orange. <laughs> and what was it? Didn't he also love like waffles or pancakes? What was pancakes. it? That, he, pancakes. Pancakes. He loved spaghetti with a glass of orange juice. He loved pancakes. Not to make it about Prince and his orange juice. I'm happy to make it about Prince. His his dietary preferences, but there you go. If you have any more questions about things that Prince ate, I'll (laughs) I'll try to fill you in. Um, I need to talk to you guys about trail mix for a second because Uh, if I know you, which I do. You probably want to say goodbye to trail mix that is bland, boring, and extremely unhealthy. Trail mix that uses ingredients grown with chemicals that can harm both you and the planet. And also, most trail mix is filled with processed sugars. And here's two words that I love together. They're filled with processed sugars and dirty nuts that are dry roasted in toxic refined oils like canola, palm, or soybean, but not my new favorite trail mix. It is called, and this is a fun thing to say, it's called Toodaloo. Toodaloo! Toodaloo is the world's first all-natural, totally delicious, climate-friendly trail mix packed with plant protein, superfood superfoods and adaptogenic herbs like lion's mane, ashwagawanda, and reishi. Listen, I'd like to apologize if I mispronounce those, um, but I think you know what I mean. Uh, to help balance and support your body and mind, Toodaloo comes in five unique and tasty flavors, chocolate, maple brittle, coffee, barbecue, and hot and spicy. I like them all. I think barbecue might be my favorite. Uh, they are protein-packed. Their barbecue flavor, which is called Smoke Show, has 42 grams of plant protein per bag. It's also low in carbs and supports energy flow to fuel their fuel your day. Plus, all their nuts and seeds are raw and sprouted with just a hint of organic olive oil, so you never have to worry about eating dirty nuts. Filled with trans fats, Toodaloo is grain-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, dairy-free, processed sugar-free, and their packaging is plastic neutral, and it's truly the best-tasting trail mix you will ever experience. We've got a special offer for our listeners. Get $5 off your first order of Toodaloo. Just visit toodaloo.com slash best friend. That's Toodaloo, T-O-O-D-A-L-O-O dot com slash best friend. And Toodaloo is so confident that you'll love it that each purchase is backed by 100% best taste guarantee. This will definitely become your favorite go-to snack. 
Seriously, the taste is incredible. Visit toodaloo.com slash best friend to try it today. Um, I also want to talk to you guys about Embark. Uh, Embark is a dog DNA test. We did this with Wendy. It is just a cheek swab, so it's very easy. Uh, and it is the, I believe, the most thorough dog breed and health kit on the market. Um, I have a friend who d- doesn't, who has the cute, it's Chooch, Jackie Johnson's Chooch. Um, and she had, uh, had done a DNA test that came back and said her dog was, you know, this many different breeds. And then she did embark and it was like much more thorough and was able to, to really nail what uh what chooch is so we have a cavalier king charles spaniel um and i knew that it was going to come back well i would have been surprised if it came back something other than that but it did it came back saying she's cavalier king charles spaniel but the thing that's so great about embark is that it also tells you what um genetic risk like what uh what what genetic diseases your dog might be a carrier for um or have increased risk for so it's really great information that you can give your vet um also you can be connected to relatives of your dog which is like one of my favorite things is when i get little alerts saying like a new relative of wendy has joined um and then i can you know you can make a a bio for your dog uh i personally am super into that and also i was very impressed uh, I don't know how they know somehow from the, from the DNA, they can tell you what weight your dog is or should be. And they nailed it exactly. Um, cause Wendy's a little, she's a little bigger than the breed standard and somehow they knew it. They just, uh, listen, you need to decode your dog via Embark. Uh, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, every time I talk about it on the show, People tell me that they went out and they got it and like they love the info that they get because you love your dog. So you want all the info, uh, that you can, you can possibly get. Learn your dog's inner secrets with Embark, the highest rated dog DNA test. Right now, Embark has an offer on their breed and health kit for our listeners. Go to EmbarkVet.com to get free shipping and save $50 off your Embark breed and health kit with promo code BESTFRIEND. Visit EmbarkVet.com and use promo code BESTFRIEND to save $50 today. Um, okay. So Jeff, you just took a vacation. To the salt flats, yes. I did. I said, find me the most hostile environment within five or ten driving hours of here, and I'm mm-hmm. going to spend all week there. That'll be super relaxing. Was there Do an you event? Mean- yeah, there was the Bonneville Speed Week, the land racing, uh, land speed racing trials. So I drove out there and went to that, and uh, I still haven't recovered. When Allison asked me to pinch hit on this episode, I said yes comma i'm brain damaged from being in the hot sun for 10 hours a day for a week and i left at least 15 iq points out on the salts and i said i'm gonna make you talk anyway you said (laughs) you said don't worry if you sound dumb nobody will notice the difference (laughs) um so when you say the most brutal or unforgiving or relentless or whatever your word was environment you mean because of the like the way the heat bounces off the salt flats yeah, the heat and just the salt flats. So you you drive out into the middle of these salt flats and it's it's so barren and bereft of anything in every direction for so far that you can actually see the curvature of the earth. Like if you oh, wow. 
look to the left and look to the right. You can see it go up and come back down. It's like other, you sent me a few pictures. It's, it's otherworldly looking. It's um, apocalyptic. Yeah. The way I describe it is that it's like the moon with oxygen. Mm-hmm. Like my, Ooh. I'll send you a picture of the view from my hotel room. And if I said, haha, I photoshopped in some mountain from the moon, you'd believe me. It absolutely looks like the moon. And it's pretty insanely hot. And yeah, there's there's always stories about people getting sunburns up their nose and up their pant legs and stuff like that because the sun is just bounced. Even if you're under a canopy, which you should be, uh, the sun bounces at you from all directions. And so, yeah, people oh, wow. get sunburns in all kinds of crazy places. And I, I wore two mm-hmm. to three pairs of sunglasses and uh, I still feel like my eyes are fried. But... But weirdly, I I seem to have gotten used to it. I was destroyed the first day. I thought I was going to die. And then by the third day, we came out of our hotel room to go get some dinner, and it was 92 out. And I said, oh, this is kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sunburn up the nose is like a poet's description of hell. Yeah. That yes. Is, that's yeah. like, yeah, Satan burns the inside of your nose with his flaming torch. <laughs> Right, That's... and and when something like that happens, you can assume you're in a super dry environment, so your nose probably isn't too happy anyway. And uh, this isn't great. Yeah, is the air great? Is the air salty there? Yeah, it's salty. So when I was, I I took my mini bike out there, and my buddy took his mini bike too, and we were riding around, and just your eyes start burning because there's just, I mean, there's not a ton of salt, but there's some mm-hmm. salt, and um, yeah, it's it's pretty salty, and then you get back to your room and you know, shower and there's salt all over and you can kind of like, you get in the shower and you can kind of taste it. Wow. Casey, I spoke over you. No, I was just going to say, I didn't, I never even knew that you could get a sunburn up your nose. My, my podcast co-host, Busy Phillips, got the, her eyeballs sunburned. Like, her, oh no. Yeah. Like from skiing? Um, No, I don't think it was from skiing. I think she was I don't even know what she was doing out on the water or something. Oh, yeah. And something reflective. Yeah. Like sun, sun burned her eyeballs, which they said happens to models a lot because <laughs> they're getting like reflective, you know, light bounced back into their faces. Oh, but yeah. Busy was just it, managed to do it was recreationally. It the, it, like the inside of her eyeballs or like yes. the outside? Wipe? I think the inside oh. of her eyeballs. Was, because she's a blue-eyed person, but oh. um, but I gotta be honest, I feel like getting a sunburn up your nose sounds almost worse. Yeah, I don't know if you feel like if you feel a sunburn on your eyeballs, I I assume you would, but uh, I, I don't know. The stories could be apocryphal, but needless to say, uh, you sunblock like crazy, and it's it's still you're just getting fried out there. And uh, Josh, would you even feel a sunburn up your nose, given? Exactly. What you've done to your All right. septum? Okay, enough of that. <laughs> yes, I would feel a sunburn that, on my nose. Is that good for what ails you? You know, a little, <laughs> do a little key bump that takes the pain away. Yeah. Mix a little, mix a little uh, white powder with some aloe and snort it up your nose. Shoot it up there with a straw. Classic Josh Gondelman move. Classic me, kind of yeah, an aloe cocaine combo that is not that is not in my wheelhouse. I'm not interested in it. <laughs> it will from now and forevermore be referred as the Gondelman. A, a, the Gondelman speedball, sure. <laughs> I'm doing the a gondel. Gondelman goose. Yep, that's what it is. The goose, the Gondelman goose. <laughs> it hurts. This is all very hurtful. <laughs> I know you didn't think you were coming here for a 
a Comedy Central roast. To get no. roasted. <laughs> hey, I'm just happy Comedy Central's doing original programming again. <laughs> uh, so, Jeff, how was it? It was crazy. It was awesome. Uh, I saw a car go 475 miles an hour. Whoa. Uh, I saw a car that was made from a P-38 belly tank which was a World War II airplane, that went, I think, 240 miles an hour. It was crazy. It was really a wild event. and I mean, it wasn't wild, but it was was really nuts. There were all kinds of cars and, uh, you know, an electric car that went, I think, almost 300 miles an hour. Can I ask, maybe a a dumb question, but um, watching a car go 475 miles an hour, like, Mm -hmm. How would you describe that? Because in my mind, it's just like the, like just a, a blip. Is that well, what it what it looks like? No, it's it's going on a straight line, and so you're on the side of it pretty far away, so you can hear it coming. So it's like instead of being zip, it's more like. But you can sort of tell how fast—not exactly how fast, but how crazy fast it is because. With a car that speed, the sound of the car trails really far behind the car. Mm. Oh. So you see the car in front of you, but the sound is coming from behind it. Like lightning-ish. Interesting. Yeah, it was really nuts. And uh, people were super friendly. And there was a guy that just set up his pit right next to where we were. And he ran a Harley motorcycle or Harley-powered motorcycle that had a custom frame. And he ran 188 miles an hour. And he he got a world record for his class, and he just came over, was talking to us. Hey, yeah, come check out the motorcycle, and it was it was really fun. But um, it was also weird too because I was just you know you're you're at the races, and I I can sort of blend, but it's just getting the um the kind of casual earful of let's say very uh people with very different political beliefs from me kind of overhearing, you know, as a fly on the wall, what they say when they think there are no pinkos around and, uh, <laughs> is is pretty interesting. So between that and the things that I saw at truck stops and gas stations, it was, uh, that was a little unnerving, but I'm, I'm trying not to think about that and just think about the good times. <laughs> Where do they all come down on COVID? It would appear as though the Nevada state, Nevada, sorry, David Huntsberger, Nevada <laughs> state mandate to wear a mask translates in practical terms to uh, who cares Mm. because my my friend and i we were pretty much the only people wearing masks indoors even there like we checked in and we were the only people in the hotel wearing them people in the hotel weren't wearing them so my guess is that this this crowd is kind of who gives a shit about masks and covid i i didn't want to get into any specifics because it's just too depressing to hear people's wacky thoughts but I mean, you're driving that fast. It's going to have to catch up to you. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> so you're recycling a lot of air. You know, you're uh, you're spreading the germs around. But uh, yeah, I don't think that. Well, it, the fact of the matter is, they ran Bonneville last year, like in the height of COVID. Like they, there was just no question they were going to do it. So um, yeah, I don't think they're too scared of it. I just found out a friend of mine. So school is starting up. Locally, I imagine actually across the whole country. Uh, and a friend of mine's six year old, a friend of mine who's like incredibly cautious, um, and very has been very cautious and very, very like locked down, but did send her kid to school. Uh, and her kid went to school Thursday, Friday, 
and tested positive Oof. over the weekend. Six like started school. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. I've been yeah. reading so many, so many parents and so I still belong to like the mom's groups online. Um, and You're a member of a mom's group that I have talked about. I know I'm not supposed to, but I've talked about it on the show because I, I have those- alluded to some, because sometimes it's too funny not to talk about. I'm sorry. They God are out of control sometimes. Yeah. I know. And I'm like, if I get kicked out, it'll be worth it because Same. It's, sometimes it's so funny to talk about it. Also, I'm Same. in like a mid-century modern furniture group and I, I actively try to get kicked out of that one every <laughs> those day. Are, because I'm like, those are all drama. Yeah, it's so, it, but it's so worth it just to be like, just to ask people like, what are you talking about? But so many people <laughs> are posting about their kids have been in school for like four days and there's already like 150, 200 cases wow. in their schools, whole classes are quarantined. It's scary. Yeah, it's really it's freaking scary. Me. It's, f- it's freaking me out because I am sending Elliot to preschool and I feel very comfortable with the preschool um, you know, it's like a pretty control, small, controlled mm-hmm. environment. But I'm yeah. thinking all these siblings are going to be back in school. Right. Oh, shit. So I don't right. know. I don't know if I should be keeping him home for a little while. I haven't done that yet, but I don't know. And these these reports in school of kids coming down with it in large groups. Is this in California or where is this? Everywhere from? across the country. I but feel including like California. Yeah. But I know that L.A., USD, um, which sounds like, what am I thinking of? When, why does it sound like milk? USDA? Yes, that's, thank you, exactly. Um, LA USD, I believe, is requiring a negative test, and then they're going to be doing pretty regular testing. Um, so hopefully that'll mitigate. Anyway, enough of all this fun stuff. Daniel, you told me before the show started, that the plot thickened with your battle with CVS. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um, do you want to do this as a traditional, hey, go fuck yourself? Or do you want to just tell your story? We could. I'll try to you know, tell it briefly. I will say, I, before I start, that uh, I'm sorry. I apologize to everyone. I don't know uh, how this is going to come off, how it's going to make me sound. But uh, I am uh, absolutely at my wit's end with fucking CVS. Um, <laughs> oh, they can suck my nuts. <laughs> I So CVS has this automated thing where they will call you when your prescription is ready. But they will, uh, by the way, they'll also call you when you need a prescription or I don't know when the automated system misses you, I guess. Cause I get a million fucking calls from CVS all the time to the point where it's just like, like almost like a fucking stalker. I had to block them. Yeah. They were calling me so much. It's like, oh and, and it was like, it. I like asked me. multiple people, please stop calling me, take me off the list. And they mm-hmm. I think somehow I got on Alice, like Alice. Yeah. He stuff gets called got on for mine, my stuff. So I get too. calls for your shit. Anyway, uh, I uh, I take a, a a pill, okay, every day to keep the old noodle, you know, humming along at a not sad rate. Medazolam. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, not medazolam, and um, I've run out, or I'm running out, 
And so I called on Thursday. I was a little late to get my, you know, because the whole psychiatry thing is a bit of a racket in that, like, you have to, um, they can't just make it something that automatically renews because then you wouldn't come see them. Um, So you have to have an appointment every time you want to get your prescription renewed. It's super annoying. Uh, that's not <laughs> classic the problem, racket with these doctors demanding that they check in with you. <laughs> well, I mean, look, <laughs> I know what you're saying it's a lot. Yes, yeah. everything's fine, but whatever. So, uh, okay, so I was a little late to call CVS. I called them last week. I said, "Give me, you know, renewal." Saturday, I get one of these automated calls, and they say your prescription for CIT, you know, blah blah blah, is ready. So I'm like, "Okay, great," and so I happily take the last of my medication or whatever you want to call it on Saturday uh, or Sunday rather. And then today I go in there to pick it up. I pick up a couple of prescriptions and I come home and it's not that it's something totally different that I don't even need. And so it's like, okay, that sucks. So I call. It doesn't start with CIT. Does not start with CIT. So I call and I wait and fucking getting through takes a million years. It takes literally 20 minutes, which is a million years on a tiny planet that revolves around a tiny sun that goes around <laughs> really fast. Um, and the woman said, we faxed your doctor. Oh, God, this is already boring. I'm going to try to make this more fun. We faxed your doctor, and uh, he, they haven't gotten back, so you need to call your doctor. So I call my doctor and uh, get a voicemail. They call back, and they say, uh, we don't have the electronic fax, whatever. They have to fax it paper so i call cvs and i'm on hold for 30 minutes and then they hang up on (laughs) and then i call back and they hang up again and and meanwhile i have fucking work to do i'm like i got things to do folks right you know i don't get paid to get be on hold with cvs i do and (laughs) how do you get that gig how much do they pay you god it's like i mean (laughs) is it day rate or hourly it is. It's a um it salary a rate, right? salaried position. Yeah. Oh, five hundred grand. Wait, Josh, can I ask you? Can I ask you something? Please. Is the money that they give you very long and white? That's just receipts, honey. Yeah. Do I, they couldn't pay tell, I couldn't to- tell if that was a joke about receipts or lines of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, do they pay you enough to uh, afford pockets big enough for those receipts? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Okay. So. Uh, Finally, I was like, fuck it. Like, I, I, I call the front of the store and I say, can you get them? And they like, he said, okay, I'll give them a, a note. Well, 10 minutes later, I get a call from the pharmacist. No, oh, I'm so sorry, whatever. And the pharmacist says, what's the fax number? And of course, I don't have it because I'm a freaking moron. So I'm like, I am afraid to hang up right now and call my doctor because I don't have it. It's not like online or anything. I'm afraid because I'm not going to be able to get you back on the phone. Yeah. You have to start right. over from zero. So I don't know what to do. And she's like, I'm sorry. We, tr- you know, we do our best, sir. And I'm like, this is a nightmare situation <laughs> for me. And she's like, okay. Now I want to say like, this is not really a real problem. I get it. Like I'm not hanging on the side of a fucking cargo plane, you know, but like, there's something about being on hold with a this this repeating message that's like a, if you need a covid test you're like every 5 seconds for an hour that makes you mental 
But also, while you're waiting for a mental health drug, that I mean, like it's right. it's not great. It's not great. Yeah. Yeah. Situation. Yeah, and the feeling when you need one of those mental health drugs and you don't take it is like rapidly. It's like things. I'm an Alka Seltzer tablet that's been dropped into water. That's how I feel. It's like, <laughs> like it's just like my brain is dissolving, and I'm just like, oh. So I call my doctor, and I'm just like, get the fax number, and I call back, and the same. I'm on fucking hold for 35 minutes. No one answers. So I call the front, and you know that thing where you are getting the run around and you're getting frustrated and then you finally start talking to people and then they act like you're the one that's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you, you're going to need to calm down, sir. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> I'm feeling bad because I f- I'm like annoyed when it's like, wait, I didn't fucking do anything. Uh, So I call this guy and he's like, I already gave them. Oh, sir, I'm the one that gave him the message. I'm like, okay, yes, but <sighs> he's like, okay, you know, so, uh, he he, call, he so they call me back they and they're like okay we're going to we're going to uh try to get in touch with your 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 doctor da 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 and then my doctor calls me and i'm on the phone with my doctor and he's like he starts this is how he starts the conversation number 1 you need to leave messages that people can understand like this is like i'm like hello this is daniel Number one, you need to leave messages that people understand because oh my God. You, this is jar- garbledy gook. <laughs> uh, number two, you need a new pharmacy. Like they have not sent anything. Uh, so, and he's like all hot. He's like, you know, you need to get a new pharmacy and, you, and number, um, I'm not filling this prescription. Number three, you need a new, a new pr- doctor is what well, I'm you're saying. You're not my dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just like, can somebody just handle this for me for God's sake? I just need my it's like, prescription. And uh, so meanwhile, CVS is calling on the other line. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. So I'm like, okay, yes, I'll get the new. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. And you know, how, you know how iPhones when you're on a call and another call comes in and you got a million options. Yeah. It's, it's like, like you have trying to diffuse a bomb and yeah. you always <laughs> yeah. hit yeah. the it's wrong a, thing. Like, right. Do you want to hang like off this one? Do you want to hold? Do you want to merge them both? In Vegas. <laughs> it's like, yes. do you want to propose marriage to one line? <laughs> yeah. Tell the other line yeah. to have a nice life, baby. You're like what's the one, what's the option for like, hang up the one, but I do want to talk to the other one. Yep. And, and there's a middle button that's red that looks really like that's the one you want to push, you know, the middle, like, big red one, and it says, end call. Yeah. And it's like, I'm on a call. I want to end the call. So I push that one, and I'm still on with my fucking doctor. I hung up on CVS, and I can't no. call fucking CVS. Oh. Oh. So, I, anyway, that's, it's just like, so I'm going to start a GoFundMe. The- what? What? Where? What's the end? Where did it so go? So the end is I I I, ca- I called fucking Walgreens. Oh. Uh, and now I had I emailed my I'm now all email folks only email. I emailed my doctor. I said call it in at Walgreens. I'm getting whatever. Um, I just I want, you know what I want. Daniel, I want that small you. town pharmacist yes. who like makes the drugs in the back. Yeah. Sure. And then has a soda yeah. fountain. Get yes, up. Yes. Uh, they have like local compounding pharmacies. I'm sure Mr. they're open no, for like fucking five. Yeah, yeah, I know. The worst you- thing is CVS pulls that move where they go. They make this like 
like technically on paper attempt to reach your doctor. And then if it doesn't go perfectly, they're like, oopsie poopsie. We tried uh, and we, you know, we're all out of ideas. And now you, it's like, you understand, I'm the customer. I'm not the yeah. fucking project yeah. manager at CVS. Like, yeah. but also, I have asked you to contact my doctor. I gave you the information. Like, it's not my job to make sure that your pharmacist calls my doctor. Like, this is not my responsibility. But also, were you planning to tell me? Right. Like, this thing where, where I ask for a prescription to be refilled and then I have to find out three days later, by the right. way, after they told me it was filled, uh, that, well, I don't know, we've reached out a couple times. What are yeah. we going to do? And it's it's like, wild. It sounds like a classic clusterfuck. CVS, if you're yeah. listening, I want to talk to you, New Englander to New Englander. Oh, Let's good. You got to do better. Like better. Josh Gondelman, also New Englander. Mm-hmm. I think we, we know CVS uh, is based in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. I think I we feel that. feel some loyalty to the, the corporation. Uh, a trusted brand in our lives has done some good for the people, but you got to do better getting yeah. Daniel and everyone their prescriptions. You shouldn't be paper faxing anyone, first of That's all. That's my doctor, but yeah, what's... But what's still, yeah, it's just like, and then I just feel like your doctor has beef with CB- CVS and CVS. They've got to squash your, that on their own. They got to squash it. That's not, you're not in the middle. You're not I a I feel mediator. like he took it out on you, and I don't like that at all. I also like that, I don't like that your doctor was like, You've got to communicate better. And it's like, have yeah. you seen every doctor's handwriting? This is payback. <laughs> My voicemails are payback. To, yeah, for let's that. talk about who needs to communicate better. Yeah. Doc- That's wild. I do use a pharmacy in Arizona that is a pharmacy. I know. It's so weird, right? Arizona. That's like you're talking about. And I yeah. just call them and I just talk to the same lady every time. And she's like, okay, I'm putting it in the bottle right now. And then she mails it. But that requires Ooh. like a little, you That's know, a little, a little advanced situation. A lead time or whatever, but I do have to say that the the amount of relaxation I feel knowing Stephanie has it on lock wow. and that I'm always going to get Stephanie and she's always going to fill it for See, me. That's what I want. Is kind of worth it. It's worth it to me to like get my shit together seven days in advance when How I did- know I'm running out of something. <laughs> How'd you get hooked up with Stephanie? My doctor just likes that pharmacy. And so he's just like, just use them. They'll mail you your prescriptions and you won't have to. And they take your insurance. And so, yes. yeah. I'll, CBS is the worst. They are they are a 7-Eleven with Band-Aids. <laughs> I mean, they're not even a pharmacy. It's it's like it's a truck stop with prescriptions. It's, and the, the problem reason is they're open 24 hours. But we and, never yeah. take advantage of that. I know, that. but but we had a pharmacy back at our old place that we would sometimes go to and they'd be closed, so I was like, we gotta yeah. do the one that's 24 hours. Yeah. yeah. Open 24 hours doesn't help if they don't answer your calls <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah. or they, they lie to you about when your prescription is a Successfully like, do a transaction after 5pm. You, you can call me and I'll lie to you 24 hours yeah. a day. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I, I too I, am open. I can't believe that there's poor quality at a place that hires everybody from a touchscreen kiosk at the front of the store. I really find that hard <laughs> to believe. I feel like we should give them a HGFY. Okay. Do you remember how to how to set um, that up? So CVS. Hey hey hey! Go fuck yourself. That's there right. You CVS that stands for can't fucking stand you. <laughs> <laughs> um. That's. 
That's like that sounds like a curse word in like a religious household where they're like, I didn't say fuck. God God knows that I said fuck. I said fuck. <laughs> After your mom already smacked your gum out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. So what is the name of the town they're in? Woonsocket? Woonsocket, Rhode Island. That's so cute sounding. I have I have only been to Rhode Island for like three hours. Uh but I've decided That's that all I want to move. I've decided I want to move not there. Very big. Yeah. Should I move there? <laughs> it's beautiful there. If you love the ocean, if you love New England, if you mm-hmm. love CVS corporate headquarters. If you love um a, a bowling style of bowling that only exists within the state of Rhode Island. Shout out to Duck Pin Bowling. Duck Pin Bowling. I've never heard. Oh, I don't even I know what that, that is. In, uh, when I would visit my grandparents in Philadelphia, which is... I didn't know Philadelphia that. had Duck Pin Bowling. I think... Or it could have been in Connecticut when I visited probably my other Connecticut. Connecticut. Oh, yeah, yeah maybe. New England has all kinds of fucked up bowling that yeah. don't exist anywhere yeah, isn't else. Yeah, in Boston I grew up different? Can- I grew up in Candlepin, yeah, which that's is what. so hard. And I was just like, bowling's fucking impossible. <laughs> are you the know pins what that, you really know what? narrow? The pins are narrower. They're not like bulb shaped. They're just like um, cylinder shaped. And then it's a ball that you hold in your hand. The ball is like a heavy softball. That's like yes. the size of it. But can I tell you why I prefer candle pin? Candle Please. pin for life. You don't have yeah. to stick your fingers in those fucking gross yeah. holes. Oh yeah, because you true. never know what could be in those holes. Yep. You know, you. I do know because I know who bowls. I have a good <laughs> idea what's in those holes. Yeah. I just like a like an external, externally yep. gripped bowling ball. Thank yep. you. It's um just kind of a bowling ball that only goes to second base. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done non-standard bowling, and I've barely done standard bowling. Even though in college, uh, as my PE class, I did take bowling. I don't Ooh. remember it that well. It's weird. I, there's in a haze college? over freshman year, yeah, um, which I think was pot, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that was that allowed me. College, we had a PE a phys, we had a PE requirement, a phys ed oh. requirement. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, they clearly they didn't take it very seriously because you could take bowling. Hmm. The um, I feel like I know you said you don't remember it very well. I feel like not many bowling experiences like stand out. Yeah, maybe right. bowling should try to be more memorable. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. don't Pass blame yourself, pins. Allison. Maybe right. Blame bowling for being boring. Yeah. Except Allison, for number one, you need to get better at bowling. Number two, <laughs> better communication with your pin jockey. About bowling. <laughs> about bowling. So I want to tell you guys about the ring alarm. Protect your home with ring alarm. For a special offer, go to ring.com forward slash best friend. It's the perfect way to start your ring experience. I remember when Ring came on the scene, the Ring doorbell, uh, and uh, very quickly, everyone I know began relying on Ring, including us. Um, I feel like it's one of those brands that, like, they're they're the last word in this kind of product in home protection. And uh, Daniel wanted to get an alarm system when we moved in, and we shopped around and. So many, I had qualms about each one. And then I was getting my hair straightened and the guy who straightens my hair researches everything. This is a life hack. You could research everything or you could know people 
who are very thorough and who research everything. And I was asking him about alarms and he said he had gotten the ring alarm and he was super happy with it. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't know they make this system. And so then we got it and we love it. You can install it yourself, sensors on doors and windows. Uh, and when we went to Hawaii, we got it like right before we went to Hawaii a couple years ago. Um, it, it was so, it, 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 we felt so secure knowing that our new house was protected by the ring alarm. Uh, and yeah, I just, uh, I, I cannot recommend it more highly. It's just great. Um, it's protection. It's peace of mind. It's powerful, affordable home security that you can easily install yourself. I really like that you can install it yourself. I like that you don't, you're not waiting for someone to come out, et cetera. Um, it, the ring alarm works seamlessly with, with other ring products to protect every corner of your home inside and out. Uh, it all works together in one simple app. Uh, with ring, you can keep an eye on your home from anywhere, right from your phone. Uh, and if, if something is happening at home, ring lets you know it's peace of mind anytime knowing that your home is protected. Protect your home anytime from anywhere with ring alarm. Go to ring.com slash best friend for a special offer on a ring alarm security kit today. You can build the system that's right for your home and have it up and running in minutes. That's ring.com slash best friend. That's ring.com slash best friend. Um, I also want to tell you guys about Vivino. I love Vivino. If you enjoy a nice glass of wine, uh, but you're no wine expert, or even if you are a wine expert and you love trying new varieties, wines your local stores don't carry, you are going to love Vivino. Vivino is the world's biggest online wine marketplace and also a the largest online wine community with 50 million users who have rated and reviewed just about every wine. Um, I love something that feels encyclopedic and that is what Vivino is. I went down a Vivino hole of just looking up different wines and reading what other people say about them, reading like facts about them, reading uh, well, I mentioned the reviews, but like the notes, I just, I love all of that wine stuff. They carry all your, all your favorites. Like I love a buttery Chardonnay. I do not, I don't particularly like fruit notes in my wine, which is unusual because I like fruit, but I like more buttery oaky things. That's something I've learned. Um, and they'll suggest exciting personalized recommendations based on your taste. Uh, you can be introduced to wines that you never even knew existed. And their app is everything you need to know about wine and so much more right in your hand. You see all the ratings and reviews. You can leave your own. You can buy wine. Um, and also something that's great about the app is you can scan a bottle when you're shopping in a store and then you see what Vivino users say about it. Um, and order the ordering experience is seamless. Um, I've really stepped up my wine game thanks to Vivino. Give them a try and I know you're going to love it. Go to Vivino.com com slash best friend and use code best friend at checkout to save 20% on your first order of up to $200. That's Vivino, V-I-V-I-N-O dot com slash best friend, code best friend to save 20% on your first order of up to $200. Vivino.com slash best friend, code best friend, see site for details, terms apply. All right. I think it is time to say hello and welcome to my new Patrons, aka my new friends with benefits. Patreon. Allison wants to say thank you to a couple of special people out there. We sign up to be new patrons. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Patreon. Patreon. 
<laughs> Hello and welcome to Daniel Schweitz, Dean, Stephanie Storms, Melissa Von Bonn, and her son Amadeus. That is an amazing name. Uh, and then I would like to say hello and welcome to my new annual subscribers, uh, Johanna Jovel or Hovel. I think I'm going to guess it's Jovel. Johanna, am I saying it right? Jovel and Holly Stannis. Hello and welcome. Uh, if you sign up for an annual subscription, you get two months free. So it's 12 months for the price of 10. Um, all right. Let's quickly do some just me or everyone. So this is where people write in with things they think or do and they wonder is it just me or everyone and we also weigh in sometimes i ponder on something i have thought or done is it just me or everyone okay jeff you have one right i have one let's hear it uh just me or everyone when I tell a cashier that I don't need a bag, they ask me, are you sure? Multiple times. Yeah. I, you almost always, or it seems like I almost always get asked at least once, but recently I was buying, this is, this is what an armful of groceries it was. It was two cans of cat food and one thing of cat treats. And I said, I don't need a bag. She said, are you sure? And I said, I'm pretty sure. And she asked me two more times before I left the store, are you sure you don't need a bag? Are you sure you don't need a bag? And then after that, I started paying attention to it. Every time that I say I don't need a bag, they ask me if I'm sure. Hmm. I have not noticed this, but now I will be hyper aware. Has anyone else had this experience? What is what is so incredulous about not wanting a bag? That it's, it's impossible to, to believe that someone wouldn't want a bag. Hard no, this has never happened to me. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, I don't. Sh- I don't shop I, a lot. I'll say that. I just have a waffly face. I guess. You, you, yeah, you give off a, a need of bag vibe. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like I, I want to. I want to really like. I want a bag, but like, like I shouldn't have to ask. Like you should ask me three or four times. So like you're not going to be able to handle all these like, items. Twist my. It's like, are you sure you don't want dessert? I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, maybe, I don't know, maybe they just don't know what to say. I feel like when I do shop, I'm usually with my husband and he never takes a bag, but he moves so purposefully away from the counter with the items in his arms already that nobody could even catch him to mention it Mm. a second time. So I don't know. I get asked the first time often that I relate to, but when I say no, people respect my boundaries. (laughs) You know what? I, I might be the problem. I mean, not every single time, but I'm realizing that I have said, no, I don't need a bag. And then I've been like, you know what? Can I get a bag? Actually, could I get a bag? I'm sorry. So I'm the problem. Out here in LA, there, I don't know if it's like Los Angeles. I can't even remember what cities this is the law, but you have to ask for a bag or they will not default give you one. Right. And legally, get really- and legally they have to tell you if they're a cop. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And often it's the same interaction. Here's, um, here's Daniel at Trader Joe's. Would you like a bag, sir? Pass! Pass, pass, pass! Like, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> That's right. Uh, but, like, what I've never... What always frustrates me is that that they won't always... Like, if you're in a store, if you're in a grocery store that where that's the law, the person has to ask for a bag or else you don't default give it to them, wouldn't you ask preemptively if they need a bag 
But I find very often you'll make the transaction and you'll just have all these loose items. And then I'm the one who has to remember to ask for the bag. But what do you fucking think I'm going to do? How am I going to get all this stuff into the car without a bag? You should ask me. Who's with me? Come on. I'm going to I'm going to. My husband works in a situation, a retail situation where bags are part of the equation. And I'm going to say it's probably, you probably just get a range. You know what I mean? You probably get the person that whips out their own bag at the last minute. Ha ha. I got my own bag. You probably (laughs) have people that are like, no, I want to carry 20 things out to my car in my arms and I want to drop 15 of them. You, I, I just think you get all kinds of people. So I think that, and also every, interactions different so you know what i mean so you might be getting someone at hour nine nine hours and mm. in, in 47 minutes and they're just like oh shoot like i don't yeah it's i mean grocery yeah. retail is wild y'all that's what i have to tell you i don't want to say too much because i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to reveal corporate secrets but it is wild i used to work at a deli and i at a, at a kind of an upscale joint and uh, it was the people were just yes nightmare. It was just yeah, the, really. The yeah, depending on where you are, it it really varies. Uh, whether you have like a store full of sweethearts or a store full of yeah. insanity. But Jeff, I feel like I have um a suggestion for you that could mm-hmm. help in the future. Yes. Um, you pretend that you're the cashier, and I'll pretend that I'm Jeff, and see if this would work. This is exciting. Ooh. Okay, I love it. A reenactment. Uh, all right. So I'm ringing stuff up, and I'm mm-hmm. not saying anything. And then I start opening the little baggy thing as though I'm going to put things into it. Mm-hmm. And that's where I typically say, "I will need a bag, thank you." Oh, okay. So they're not offering you. They're not offering. Not I see them. I see bag. them rustling, rustling the bag, and they're they're about to put the stuff into it. And I say, "Oh, that's okay. I won't need a bag, thank you." And I'm always very polite about it. So maybe try. Oh no 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 no! I hate bags. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. Do you feel like that would stop them from asking you? Like if you're clear that you hate bags. I don't know. I it's it's there doesn't seem to be a lot of wiggle room in the transaction. I don't <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of vagary there and I just don't know. <laughs> no, not a bag. <laughs> yeah, like I swear to god, if you give me a bag, I'm taking this whole place down. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not saying I I don't know if I want a bag. I, you know, I'm I I go. I I start the conversation by saying I don't need a bag, thank you, mm. and then they do two or three laps. I think you have to you have to give an immediate unhinged vibe, like uh, like mm. getting well, I'm a bag. To avoid that. I I feel like I'm I'm giving that away for free, money, <laughs> so I'm trying to like tighten it up because I don't want to hassle some guy working at cash register. No, of yeah. course you don't want to hassle no, anybody. But you just I I think just like go if, muck. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. If you say so. You've just been given permission to unhinge. But officer, Casey said... (laughs) It'll be entertaining for that. I'm allergic to bags. Ooh, that's good. My religion doesn't allow me to accept bags. My father was killed by a bag. Mm -hmm. These are all... I, I I think there are a lot of smart ass answers that I could follow up with that I probably will now that I realize it, but but I don't want to go there. Like, I don't want to go... 
motherfucker, I've never been more sure of anything in my fucking <laughs> life, and I don't, definitely don't want a bag. I've been thinking oh. about this for the last 24 hours before I came in here. I am so fucking sure I don't want a bag. You know, or I could go the other way and be like, you know what? I think I will have a bag. You know, <laughs> you have blown my mind. Oh my gosh. Or I could you pull should an say Allison yes, Rosen. you take the bag. Yeah. You should I don't say know. yes, I mean, I'll take the bag. But then- well, then again, though, it depends. That's me. Um, the short answer is no, except when it's convenient. <laughs> I do. Here, here's where it's going to get uh, a little murky. I don't think. So. I don't think so online. I mean, there were. I think word counts were important in print magazine, but online there isn't that. Well, un- I mean, unless there's like ads being no. Uh, boy, I don't know. <laughs> That'll shut him up. When you ask at the end of that transaction, say, you know what? I will take the bag, but don't put anything in it. Yeah. Just, <laughs> bag just on the pull, side. Put it over my head and just pull it tight and just gasp for air and fall on the floor. Oh, Lord. Say, now I'm your problem. <laughs> You're going to need um, a bigger bag. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Angela says, I never sing in the shower, but always sing in an empty elevator. Just mirror everyone. Ooh. Hmm. I don't think I ever sing in an empty elevator, but maybe I'm not living my best life. That's That's, risky. That's not me, but I am impressed and intrigued. She sounds a little bit like an exhibitionist, like she's hoping to get caught. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Daniel sings in the shower. I I always thought everyone did. I sing in the shower a little bit. I sing in the shower, and I also, when I lived in New York City... Um, made a pact with myself that whenever I was on a fully empty subway car, that I would stand up and fully sing. Oh, have, did, like, did it happen? Yeah, more more than you would think. Yeah, but and it was. What funny are you saying? Did you have a song of choice? Just anything, some heart. I love you know some like real belters. You know, sure. some Kelly Clarkson, Adele when she rose to popularity. I would have immediately gone so on the nose in that situation. I'd just be like, "Start spreading the news." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if I ever did sing that. I don't know if I, but yeah, empty subway car. Yeah, it was like it was like a a deal that I made with myself. I had. I to do love it. that. <laughs> That's so uh, fun. I have been in what Daniel referred to as a heart hole, meaning I've been listening to heart nonstop. First, I was in a Bo Burnham hole, a bow hole. And then now I'm like all about heart. And I feel like an old person because I've just been listening to Magic Man over and over and over and over and over. And I'm like, God damn it. They really don't make them like they used to. I mean, it's like I am like everyone's dad right now. I I and then I watched the video from the seventies over and over and over. But anyway, Casey, when you would sing "Heart," what did you sing? Barracuda. Oh, everything, everything. I mean, like their greatest hits. You know, uh, yeah, crazy on you, crazy on you, because that's so like you know it has like a really that really like screamy part. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, just just everything. Oh, and let's not forget. Fleetwood Mac, Stevie, you also sing. Sure, like that's when that's a more moody, like landslide alone in the right in the subway car. You know. Um. Okay. Here's one from me. I sent this one in. (laughs) (laughs) When I was young, I loved to look at yearbook photos of the older classes. They were like celebrities to me. Um. Actually, Jeff, this 
relate. So you have a friend in real life who is one of my Patreon subscribers we've talked about. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out that his wife went to the same, she's a little bit older than I am, but she went to the same schools as me. Uh, yeah. And he mentioned her name and I said, Oh my God, was, <laughs> was she in HMS Pinafore or Pirates of Penzance in, at our grade school? And he's like, Oh, I don't think she ever was in a theater production. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Because I recognized her. So every year, the eighth graders at my school would put on a musical and he said her name and I just instantly knew, which it turned out she had been in HMS Pinafore and his mind was like blown by this. But he said this. Is, and by the way, he's at the texting level. These are the kind of conversations you can have with me if you are at the texting level wow, wow, and your wow. wife happened to go to school with me. Uh, Vassar Poo. <laughs> she and that's the high school she went to. But anyway, uh, he, uh, he was like blown away that I knew that she had been in HMS Pinafore, but I explained that when I was young, I would just look at the yearbooks and look at the pictures of the eighth graders and like they were like celebrities to me. Like I, that's why her name rung a bell because she was one of the eighth graders that I just thought was the coolest ever. Uh, did other people do this with their yearbooks and with the like older students at their schools or is this just a me thing? not me i think i just kind of knew them like i don't think i don't think i had to like students in my own school i just would know them i wouldn't have to like pour over their photos yeah i went to a smallish school especially uh, like even middle school and high school it was probably like it was definitely less than 200 kids per grade so you just knew a lot of the people especially if they were in plays or like on sports teams i'm sure there were people that just kind of like went to school we didn't have any classes together they went home and played video games and i didn't know them right but oh, wait i will say i was obsessed with looking at my mom's yearbook because oh I yeah looking at people from the 60s and um my mom went to high school with john hodgman's mom oh how I mean, cool sorry i'm sorry john hodgman's father mm. oh cool yeah mm. yes i love looking at my mom's yearbooks my dad Throughout his yearbooks. I'm like, who That's does so that? That's so weird. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. He, I guess he said he like repeatedly growing up would decide he wanted to make a break from the past. I mean, he really like Marie Kondoed his life, I guess. What That's a, so interesting. What a I, cool thing to say. Like, yeah. Sorry, I don't got those yearbooks anymore. I made a break from the past. I know. That's very cool. <laughs> what it's did your re- dad do in high school that he needed to break, break away from? I know. I should he ask a, him. He was in the Young CIA Society. Oh my gosh. But it she was really is uh, the incredible Hulk <laughs> just yeah. for a few years. People don't do they I don't know if they make yearbooks anymore uh that aren't digital, but don't oh, yeah. do this because your kids, if you have kids, are gonna want to look at them. They're gonna be obsessed one day. Yeah. Wait, do they Although, not make yearbooks anymore? They probably do. I, I feel like they good. My kids are not that interested in photos of Daniel and me when we were young. They're just interested in photos of themselves when they were They're young. Four They're very two. small. Four yeah. And two. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, but just in my in, de- in my own defense, because I feel like let's just back up 
and assess what just happened. I was like, I idolized the older kids. They were like celebrities to me. And then Casey and Josh were like, okay, dork. And <laughs> I, I actually knew the older kids. I mean, I'm sure there were a few who just played video games, but if they were cool, I knew them. I just hung no, out just with them. They were public figures. Not that they're cool. Just like people that were like, Oh, out in the out in the world. It, um, I think the difference yeah. is that you probably went to a ginormous high school, and we went to no relatively small high schools. This was my kindergarten through eighth school that I went oh, to. So right. I was in kindergarten, and she was in HMS Pinafore, okay. and she was like you, a celebrity to me. We, wait, did you have elementary school yearbooks? Yeah, we had. I did not. This oh, was my, we didn't even have that. Yeah, so uh, maybe, maybe we would have done this, but I never got a, a yearbook until middle school. Yeah, yeah we had same, yearbooks yeah. At, at our kindergarten through eighth school. So when I was in like kindergarten, first, second, third, I would just Crazy. pour over because everyone had just little pictures, but then the eighth graders got like half a page to put photos of themselves and their quote and their like interests. No Save the whales was very popular. That, much <laughs> that is just not too healthy. much power for an eighth no. grader. Yeah. So I would, you know, memorize them. But then in high school, I also liked to look at the older kids, but it wasn't exactly the same at that point. They weren't like celebrities. They were just older. Okay. Um, I expected more people to also do this. So I turn it over to people who are listening. Am I just a freak? A little bit. <laughs> I'm crazy. Let, let us know. You can contact us, A-R-I-Y-N-B-F show at gmail.com or tweet to A-R-I-Y-N-B-F and send your Just Me or Everyone's there as well. If you like what you're hearing, please make sure you're subscribed or following or whatever the language is in your app of choice. Just make sure you're getting the episodes automatically so you don't miss one. On Monday, we had Leanne Kreischer, uh, Burt Kreischer's wife, and it was such a good conversation. I urge you to go seek out that episode. Um, also, the videos on YouTube, youtube.com slash Allison Rosen. And if you like what you're hearing, uh, in addition to making sure you're subscribed or following or whatever they are calling it now, um, leave us a nice comment, won't you? I love your nice comments. Click five stars. Make sure you're following me on Twitter and, and Instagram at Allison Rosen. Also, I'm on Cameo. And uh, Casey, where can we find you? You can find me um, every week on Wednesday on the podcast. Busy Phillips is doing her best. Um, also, please subscribe and download those episodes. And uh, then you can just find me all the other time on Twitter at Casey or on Instagram at Instacase. Wonderful. Josh, what about you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at Josh Gondelman, G-O-N-D-E-L man. And I also have a podcast called Make My Day, which is a comedy game show where there's only one guest, so they're guaranteed to win. <laughs> so I have been good. campaigning to come on. We will make it happen. Campaigning. So Do I need good. to make posters? I mean, I wouldn't say no to a poster, but <laughs> we'll make it happen. Uh, Daniel, what about you? Um, well, I would just like to say, uh, anyone who doesn't follow me, my Twitter and Instagram have been called the happiest place on the internet <laughs> by Aww. some people. That's what they're calling it. Uh, it's at Daniel Quants on Twitter. D Quants on the snappy. Oh, God. Quants on the snappy, although I don't do snappy. But maybe I'll start doing it. Spread the joy. It's just all joy all the time. Uh, 
recently a follower reached out to Daniel to just check in on him and make sure he was okay because he's his worried about me <laughs> because his posts have been so negative. Uh, you know, Daniel, you know what? I feel hmm. you on that because I feel like I am constantly given unsolicited pep talks and I'm like, what am I like oozing desperation? Like what? I'm just saying like a thing that happened and people are like, keep your chin up, honey. Keep going. I'm just like, I, mean, I he was- just, he was well intentioned. It's it's okay. It's okay. I mean, I think with uh, the state of, I'm particularly freaked out about climate change. Sure. And sure. I, you're correct. I think I feel like I'm just going to say this. I feel like we aren't talking about it nearly enough. Like I can't believe we're talking about literally anything else because when you read these reports and you look at how the science is going and how the models are under shooting reality um we should be in a a red alert situation and everyone's like what about this stupid thing or that what about yearbooks but i realize it's a little much which is why i am rebranding as (laughs) a good time joe Beautiful. Here for a good time, not a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. And Jeff, what about you? You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox. And if you want to tune into some political podcasts, try Hacks on Tap with David Axelrod and Mike Murphy. New episodes every Tuesday. Or the Axe Files. New episodes every Thursday. Thank you so much. You guys, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for joining. Josh, thank you for staying awake. Hey, I did it. I made it. It's (laughs) it's 1013 currently on the East Coast, and I am living. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Listeners, thank you guys so much for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? time